Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the news industry from the people who did. I'm your host, Jacqueline Gannett. I'm really excited to bring you a special episode this week featuring coverage from the University of Georgia's What the Hackathon, an event all about media literacy and combating disinformation. I also sat down with Adam Levin, who sponsored the event and hosts the podcast, What the Hack, which brings in guests to talk about the terrifying, annoying, embarrassing, or infuriating things they've experienced online. Adam and I talked about his show and how it can fight false information online and why it's so important for our democracy and our society. Keep listening for that interview and content from the Hackathon, where students learn firsthand how to combat misinformation through trivia, speaker talks, and a team simulation. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Now, here's the lead. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me. So you are the host of the podcast, What the Hack. Can you talk about what that show is about? Well, What the Hack is a show that we call a no-shame zone. It's really designed for people to come on and talk about experiences they've had, either as victims of identity theft, ransomware attacks, cyber attacks. Uh, And we're talking to people in their own lives, as well as people who are executives of organizations that have suffered ransomware attacks, data breaches, and the like. And it's the, the point that we all know is you can spend a fortune on technology because you think it's going to improve your security. But if you think that's the answer, then you don't understand technology and you don't understand security. Because at the end of the day, it's really all about people. Uh, people are the weakest link. We're human. And we fall for things, and we are diverted. Uh, We each have day jobs, whether it's getting an education, holding down a job, running a company, raising a family, um, being involved in philanthropic activities. That's our day job. But to a hacker, a scammer, an identity thief, we are their day job. So, so many people are distracted by life, and they become vulnerable. And there's nothing more delicious to a hacker than vulnerability on the part of a potential victim. So we want people to come in and and talk about it because we find for years there were always issues of is the information accurate that's being provided in terms of victimization? But a lot of people don't report because they're ashamed. And the purpose of the show is to give them a platform where they don't have to be ashamed. We're all in this together because in the world we live in, it's not a question of if but when. Yeah, I like that idea of the no shame zone because I see that rhetoric online all the time. I just saw it the other day, like you have to be really stupid to fall for this XYZ scam. And it's like, well, that's just not true. You know, you have to let people talk about it because if you don't, then it's just going to keep happening. No, the truth is you have to be really lame to label somebody as being stupid because they fell for a scam. You know, in the old days, you might have a little bit of an argument because The grammar was horrible. The logos didn't look right. uh, The uh, spelling was way off. But today with AI, it's perfect. And so it looks so authentic. And oftentimes because AI is so good, it's so convincing that a lot of people who normally wouldn't fall for things are falling for things. The reason you're on campus today is the hackathon, which the point of that is to support media literacy and fight against disinformation. So kind of a bigger picture, what are some of the challenges you see regarding misinformation and disinformation that we're facing today? 
Well, the biggest problem is that oftentimes uh, it is very well designed to look extremely authentic. And unfortunately, it isn't necessarily authentic at all. It's propaganda or it's specifically designed to get you to respond to something that's not real uh, because it plays to your emotions. I mean, the one big thing that we all see with social media is everything is designed to elicit a response from you because the greater the engagement, the more valuable the platform is to advertisers or, or other people who want to use the platform. And whereas in the old days there was a great deal more efforts made to monitor content without violating all sorts of laws, uh, today you see like Twitter has laid off 80% of their employees and many of those employees were dedicated to monitoring. The social media networks have been involved in laying a lot of people off, and those people were involved in moderation. Uh, the other thing is that social media sites, their whole goal now is to keep you on the site. So as opposed to the old days where you would have a lot of links out, depending upon news stories, now you they don't, like X doesn't even do headlines anymore. So it's designed to keep you on the network, on the site, on the, the platform. And as a result of that, oftentimes something that may not be real looks real, but there's really no way for you to verify it at the moment. Being able to verify what's real and what's fake on social media is one of the things that brought Evan Smoke to the hackathon. He's a fourth-year journalism major at the University of Georgia, and he's currently writing for the Oglethorpe Echo. Especially in this age of social media where it's very easy to post something quickly, gain a lot of views and content and clicks, it's spread. So especially in the Echo is a lot of fact-checking. Evan wanted to learn skills that would help him as a producer of news. But he also noted how important it is for everybody to consume news responsibly. It sometimes can be hard to decipher what information uh, is coming in that is truthful or not. So I think the biggest thing, you need to be able to understand how to consume news the right way from what sources, um, find people you trust, find people who have a great history and reputation. And that idea is kind of Adam's whole thing. So, of course, he had some great advice on that front. How do you verify information? Well, the way you do it is you need to look at three sources, international, national, local. If they don't jive, then you have to raise some questions about it. The other thing we find when you talk about disinformation and misinformation is used to be the folks got their news from news sources. Now, a significant percentage of the population gets their news from social media. And with social media, a lot of people are saying things and responding to things because they want to fit in or because they want to promote something in order to make them more appealing to people within their own group. Uh, and as a result, whatever the group wants, that's what they're going to say. So what we try to say to people is verify before you amplify because social media is all about amplification. And the other thing is add friction to the system so that you stop a fiction because of the friction. And right there are two of the big ideas that some students got to learn firsthand at the What the Hackathon. Welcome to the fall 2023 What the Hackathon. We are so glad you all are here. We have a fun four-part event. We're going to move really fast. And the whole idea of this event is to make sure that you understand that not everything online is true. Did you, did you know that? Did you know that there's fake stuff? Okay, good. Good start. That's Dr. Amanda Bright. 
She wears many hats, and one of them is as the director of the Journalism Innovation Lab within the Cox Institute. She ran the hackathon alongside Professor Lori Johnston and Dr. Keith Herndon. Students started the hackathon with a round of disinformation trivia on Kahoot and then jumped into a simulation from the BBC. It was called iReporter. Hey, you made it. Welcome to the social media team. So I'm stuck. This storm's cancelled all flights, so you're going to have to do your first day without your editor looking over your shoulder. Students had to choose what to post to the BBC's hypothetical live feed about a social media blackout. They were judged on speed, impact, and accuracy. And here's what their deliberation sounded like. It's an MP, so it's incredible. Very good. Okay, tech expert. That seems useful. Don't post that. Do not post that. Cool, we got to point. And at the end of it all, the winners were crowned. And then, hold on, you two. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. After that celebration, they took away some important points. Ethan Henderson was on one of the winning teams. Double checking everything, I feel like. You know, whenever we were given the option with like, oh, do you want to double check this or ask someone else about this before like you report on it, we were always like, yes. And like 90% of the time, that was the right answer. Nicholas Lazama was on another. Take everything with a grain of salt. That's probably the biggest thing that has, I think it's not just for the three of us, it's for everybody here, is take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt. Because we're at the point where we don't know what's real anymore. And these are exactly the sort of takeaways I talked about with Adam before the hackathon even started. Spend time, think about things. If you see something, your instant response shouldn't be, I gotta tell everybody else about it. The first step is, am I damaging myself? Am I damaging my family, friends, my community, my country by promoting something that may be entirely inaccurate? Am I in some way promoting hate speech by promoting something without determining the, the factual basis of, of what I am in fact promoting? And, you know, be smart about it and do your research. You know, a lot of people hear the word research, they go, oh, that's work. I don't want to work. I just want to, I just want to say, I want to be. Well, the problem is that the best way to be helpful to yourself and to your community is to make sure what you're saying is right. You know, there's an old phrase, a lie is halfway around the world by the time the truth puts on its pants. And it's so easy to spread a lie. And so often lies are so appealing because they're designed to be appealing. But take the time. Pause. Think about it. Don't do yourself a disservice. Don't do your community, and I'm talking about your social network community, uh, a disservice. And one of the things we have at UGA is the Certificate in News Literacy, which is designed to kind of teach those skills and it's open to all majors. So do you see programs like that as being a part of improving media literacy? I think programs like that are critical. I think that it's a shame that more of those programs aren't available throughout the country, not only at the university level, but frankly at the high school level. And some people think even at lower grades in schools. I mean, we have to start young people as early as we can understanding what the truth really is and, you know, there's truth and then there's opinion. But unfortunately today, and this is even with so many media outlets, is that real hard news has been replaced by punditry. We had Roy Wood Jr. on our show and he was talking about the fact that if, if you go on an aircraft carrier and you go on deck 
everyone on deck wears a different color shirt. And that shirt uh, indicates what their job is. And he said, perhaps the smart way to do it is put every pundit in a yellow T-shirt and then the news people in a white shirt so you know the difference between who's delivering hard news to you as opposed to opinion, which is designed to sound like news, but it's not. But I think, you know, most important right now is what's going on in the world and the fact that we need to be more on guard uh, against disinformation and misinformation. And now we have an election coming up again. We, we certainly know what happened in a prior election with disinformation, misinformation, and companies like Cambridge Analytica that had sucked all the information out of Facebook so they knew more about you than you knew about you. And when somebody who is trying to appeal to you knows as much about you as possible, they can tailor whatever their pitch is, whatever information they're trying to deliver to you, whatever reaction they're trying to get out of you, they're going to make it sound as authentic as possible because it's all about, as we said earlier, getting the reaction, getting the engagement. So before you engage, make sure you understand who and what you're engaging with. The final part of the hackathon featured Shauna Davis, a misinformation specialist on the Reuters fact-check team. She zoomed in all the way from Ireland to give advice on how exactly students can understand what they're engaging with online. Counting misinformation doesn't have to be complicated. It's one of the first things that I kind of, when I was going into this field, I thought that you'd have to have a lot of really technical skills to be able to do it. That's not true. You need to just have that ability to step back and to ask questions, trying to figure out the source, for example, is really, really important. Why are we seeing it? Who is the source of it? Who shared it first? So just asking those questions and taking a step back and having what I call a toolkit ready to go when you're online is really important. That toolkit she's talking about starts really simple with a Google search. Pretty easy, right? Shauna said the first step in figuring out whether something is real is to do a search for it. For visuals, you can reverse image search. She also recommended checking the comment section or seeing if there are obviously fake logos on any material. After that, you can do some lateral research, which just means looking for the same information across multiple reputable news outlets. Shauna said it's important to remember that truthful information is circulating alongside misinformation. It's just a matter of finding it. The Cox Institute plans to host a What the Hackathon every semester for the foreseeable future. Adam was at the event, and he's looking forward to seeing more focus on combating misinformation. Oh, it was great to, to see all of the, the students here engaged, excited, diving into something. I mean, this is such a critically important issue at a time when so much is at stake to have the people who are going to be the next generation of news people in this country really focusing in on this issue. It's a big deal. And he has some advice for journalism students. Well, actually, for everybody. I think just the most important thing is be alert. Be aware, be careful, be inquisitive, never lose your curiosity, and don't be complacent when it comes to receiving what is presented to you as news. That always ask your question, does this make sense? It may tell me something that makes me feel comfortable or gets me really mad, but should I be comfortable? Should I be mad? Make the right decision because a lot is riding on it. Thank you again to Adam for joining me on this episode, and thank you for tuning into The Lead. 
I'm your host, Jacqueline Ganun. Our executive producer is Charlotte Barnum, and this show is supported by the Cox Institute. Also, a quick thank you to Aaron Kenny for collecting tape from Shauna's presentation. You can listen to Adam's podcast, What the Hack, wherever you listen to podcasts. The Lead will be back in the spring with more episodes featuring media leaders. To make sure you don't miss them, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly Twitter. We're at The Lead Podcast. See you next time.